Episode 82, everybody, and my next guest needs absolutely no introduction. She's one of the greatest planets on... Planets. Oh, my God. She's one of the greatest human beings on the planet. <laughs> I wonder what planet she would choose if she was a planet, but... Anyway, uh, she's one of the greatest human beings on the planet, and we talk a lot about health, wellness, spirituality, yoga, fitness, uh, mental health, healing, a bunch of stuff, social media. We get into all of it in this next episode. So, as always, sit back, relax, and please welcome the one and only Rena Haber. The Optimal Life. Welcome. Thanks. Welcome bro. back. Welcome back to the. Welcome back to the world after the last five, what was it, five or six weeks? What? What? How long were you off of uh, Instagram for? So it was five weeks, which really isn't that long when you think about it. Um, and it went by really fast for me. I, I didn't expect it to feel like it was going by fast, mm -hmm. um, but it did. And uh, I, I just, the reason why I did it is because I just felt like I needed a little mental clarity, a break from it all. I found it to be a little uh, kind of toxic. I mean, I think social media can be very toxic mm -hmm. uh, to some extent. Um, and it was just starting to feel that way for myself personally and right. for my relationships, uh, friends, family. But what about it? Like, what about it did you find toxic? Um, I found that I was just constantly scrolling mm -hmm. and wasting my time looking and aimlessly looking not even it's crazy how programmed we are it's terrible it's right? actually bad. i mean it's it's scary it's very scary just when you're doing nothing yeah it's amazing i'll post a story mm -hmm. and literally within seconds people are seeing it i'm like oh i'm not the only one that's on instagram right now yeah holy shit yes. everybody else is on right now too because there's nothing to do nothing i, I mean every... there's actually a lot to do right but when there's ever that dead time yeah. and you have dead time so many times throughout the day it's almost like, what do you do when there's dead time? It's just, a, it's just an instinct now for my thumb. It was becoming just, I'd pick up my phone, and my thumb would automatically go straight to the Instagram icon on my phone. Right, straight to right the Right to app. it. Yeah. Just like. Second nature. Not even realizing. about it. Yeah. Yeah, and I would open it up, and I'd just start scrolling. And the accounts that I followed, they were all friends, family, health accounts, yoga accounts, fitness accounts. Mm -hmm. And no matter how um, no matter how well you know yourself or how well you think you know yourself and how secure you may feel within yourself, mm -hmm. looking at all of these She people, looks good guys, doesn't she? She looks good. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. go ahead. My brother. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no matter but how good you feel about yourself, seeing these people, you start to compare yourself. That's just human nature. You're going to compare no matter what. And that starts becoming very, very detrimental to mental health and even to your physical health. You compare yourself in what way? Physically? Yeah. Physically. Yeah, because you really can't compare yourself mentally to these people. You're just seeing pictures. You see so, snapshots. Your mental health starts deteriorating because exactly. you see something that's not even yeah. really what it is. Yeah. But it looks like it is something glamorous and fantastic and yeah. this fantasy world. And meanwhile, it's, it's nothing like that. No, it's really not. But you're sitting in your at your desk or wherever you are and this person's out in the Bahamas. Yeah, or wherever. Wherever. doesn't matter where they're could at. could be anywhere. It could be locally. Exactly. right? could be at a bar, a restaurant, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I can't put blame on these people. I was kind of part of it as well. I would post stuff, make it look all nice and, you know quote, glamorous to the best of my ability, but, you know, it's, it's all just, it's not. It's a facade. Yeah. It's a facade. And, and it's so easy to get caught. So how would you, like, because that's what I worry about with the girls. Yeah. With my daughters, obviously, growing up in this society now where you're judging yourself based on likes and comments and, and I'm hearing that these high school kids there, or these even, even pre-high school, junior high school, middle-aged, middle school, middle school students, they're uh, posting pictures and their friends will post the same picture and then it becomes like this weird competition on who's getting more likes. Yeah. So Sally gets 15 likes, but Jenny got 65 likes. 
how do you think Sally's going to feel? Same exact picture. Same exact picture, and right? she's going to feel terrible about herself. Terrible. Which makes no sense when you really think about it. It's silly. It means nothing. It's silly. But it means everything. But in that stage in life especially, yeah. it means absolutely everything because really what it's saying is, uh, the, 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 the school kids, they don't really give a shit about me, Sally, but my friend, everyone seems to like her. We posted the same picture. Right. Why Nobody cares I... about mine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's terrible. It, I'm just terrified for the girls yeah, in, the, in this. Yeah, scary. I mean, your girls talk to me all the time about the YouTube stars that they watch. And, you know, I try to, like, let them know. <laughs> <laughs> that there's more to life exactly. than YouTube stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what we're dealing with. It's crazy. I heard that they're thinking about truly getting rid of the likes thing where... Yeah, you told me about that. So that people could... Because these kids are growing up in these societies where that becomes their self-worth. and. Yeah. They kind of carry it with themselves, and it affects them in school, affects their mental health. I mean, mm -hmm. think about it. It affects us as adults seeing people. It, I mean, it, I'm, I'm going, to be, I'm going yeah. to be 31 in July, and I just felt that it was too much going on in my head looking at it. So, and that's a 31-year-old adult mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who knows a lot about herself, right. who's been through a lot. Who's gone through a lot of introspection. <laughs> yeah. A lot of introspection. <laughs> yeah, Nathan knows. <laughs> so, I mean... I know how I started to feel, yeah. and I knew how that was affecting everything in my life. Yeah. Uh, so I could only imagine. I mean, I'm thankful that I didn't even grow up in the social media. Look at Scott thing. Tyler joining us. Hi, Scott. Uh, I know. I'm so thankful that I'm not that I didn't either, because it was hard enough as it was. Oh I can't. I can't fathom this stuff with these kids going through it. So back to you, though. Yes. You're, you're finding. You were finding that you would just go on and you would compare yourself physically yeah. a lot of the time to of these the time. other Instagram models or whatever you're seeing. Yeah, not, not even models, just like just fitness, yeah. yoga, whatever it was I was looking at. And um, I, I woke up one morning. Uh, I actually had a conversation with my boyfriend the night before about Instagram. Shout and, out Big D. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the next morning I woke up, went to the gym. with uh, I trained with Joe. And after I'm, I'm in the middle of my workout thinking to myself, you know what? I just need to take a break from all this BS that's out there. Right. Uh, and just reconnect with myself, my friends, my family, personal relationships, with my boyfriend, mm -hmm. all of the above. Right. I got into my car after uh, my training session was over, logged into my Instagram, not even logged in, but opened up my Instagram, and deactivated Just, Just like, I'm done with this yeah. shit. And it felt good deactivating it. Yeah. Uh, and then I got on Facebook, did the same thing, deactivated Facebook. I only kept Twitter because I felt like I needed to kind of be connected in a way, news-wise, just seeing what's going on. Twitter's definitely more, you know, breaking news, those yeah, kind of things. Yeah, those types of things. I, yeah. That's all. I, I don't... I wasn't getting exhausted by looking at Twitter. I was actually physically getting exhausted looking at Instagram and Facebook. Right. Uh, so I kept that, but I got rid of Instagram and Facebook. And for the first day, day and a half, I would catch my thumb. It's like you're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> but I, <laughs> we are just such programmed little animals with everything we do. Yeah, Everything's I, habitual. Oh routine, my God. habit, routine. Yeah. That's why it's nice to break it sometimes. So I think breaking my habit of social media, it was nice. Uh, so I deleted the apps from my phone. Not only did I deactivate it, but then I deleted them. And I put other apps in their place because I knew my thumb was going to be going to the <laughs> Right in those same spots yeah. on the phone. So oh, I put fun. apps that I would want to open up right there, like MyFitnessPal, which I used to track macros for my workouts and eating. Uh, so I put that where Instagram is because that keeps me on track. What is it exactly? What exactly are macros? Um, it's basically your macros are your fats, proteins, and carbs that you personally should be consuming per day. Like the based healthy. On, yeah. Well, based on your height, your weight, your age, your physical activity. But there's a difference between good fat and bad yeah, fat. Yeah, of course. Sugar that turns to fat or yeah. Fat, yeah. So just as long as those three are your macros and all the others are your micros. So like sugars will count as micros. But mm -hmm. macros are the main three. Do you use the app every day? Every day. Really? Yeah. It keeps wow. you, it, it's it's there as a guide. You know, you have to plug your macro or what you're eating in um, and it'll count it for you or it'll track it for you. What's your, what is it, what is it? keep you on is there calories too it's a mm -hmm. calorie counter everything yeah, right yeah. keeps you to a set number every single day yeah. 
It just keeps you on track. If you're not putting it in there, though, right. it's not going to so, tell you to put so it in. It's so easy to lose track of what you're putting in your body. Oh, it's right? so easy. And then I feel like it kind of snowballs or piggybacks off of one bad day turns into another, oh, I had pizza yesterday. Uh, I can get away with like a sandwich today yeah. with some bread. And... I mean, it's not bad to, you know, go off track here and there. But if you have something set in your mind and you have a certain goal for yourself, right. it's best to stay on track as how long you have you been using it for? Um, I've been using my fitness pal for about a year now, actually. That's, that's exactly That takes dedication to make sure that, like, like you said, manually entering it. Yeah. So, I mean, at first, it's like, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to keep up with this. I probably won't. <laughs> but then it becomes kind of like a game. Uh, you're excited to track. You're excited to see what you have or what. You know. becomes habit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There it, it goes, right? You <laughs> probably, like now, you're probably at a point where if you have a meal and you don't do it, you feel yeah, something's or missing. Yeah, or kind of, but also you kind of just start, you know, memorizing or knowing what you're eating or what, how much, how many uh, grams of fat or carbs or protein is in each meal. Right. So you don't have to track as hard as you were tracking at the beginning because you start learning, but... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I enjoy it. I use it as a guide. I don't use it as the end-all, be-all. So you mentioned that big I word, introspection. Yeah, I think you mentioned it when I said well, I was going to Whatever, somebody did. <laughs> yeah. um, so take us there. Take us back a little bit, back on your path mm -hmm. from over the last, I don't know, five years, okay. uh, your, your introspection, your self-journey what you feel comfortable sharing because you've gone through a lot. You went through a lot of introspection, including your health, wellness, fitness, yoga. Tell us about that. Sure. Uh, well, I'll just start as I'll talk about my past four or five years, but I started off by saying that when I was about six or seven, uh, that's when mom introduced me to breathing techniques uh, because I couldn't fall asleep at night. I kind of had separation anxiety from mom, even though she was right there in the house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just hated falling asleep. Uh, so she started teaching me certain breathing techniques, and then she would take me to her yoga classes. My first yoga class was with her and Dipna. Uh, At that and, age? Was it eight yeah, years old? Uh, I think seven, six wow. or seven. Okay. And I remember just laying on the mat. I didn't really do many of the poses. I kind of just laid there and breathed while everyone else in the class were, you know, they were practicing the mm -hmm. poses, um, but I knew that it felt it felt good, whatever I was doing, and I was able to calm myself down within that hour of just being in that yoga class. Yeah, and uh, so I'll start with that. And yoga, yoga, and breathing have always been there for me since that age, mm -hmm. even though I didn't really practice it up until uh, probably five years ago is when I started taking it really seriously. Uh, I I was a dancer growing up, and then that stopped after college, and I, I've always liked to move my body and use my body uh, physically, and as you know, four years ago, I went through a pretty weird heartbreak, so after that heartbreak, um, I just needed to take my mind off of it, and I knew that in order to take my mind off of it, I was going to have to go within myself, find happiness within me, not find happiness within someone else, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and figure out who I really was at the time. And so I really started diving deep into the yoga practice, all elements of yoga. And it's amazing how, as human beings, we become so emotionally invested. When we become emotionally attached yeah. or in love, whatever you want to call it, Right? With well, that's somebody. the thing. When you're att being attached is so, not what you should be. And right. I think that's what I was. Mm -hmm. And that's not the healthy way of going about a relationship. You want to be connected with someone. Connected. You don't want to be attached to someone. Right. You don't want to be reliant on, on their energy source whatsoever. You need to be reliant on yourself to bring that type of love and happiness to yourself. Right, right, right. Another person connecting with them, you'll be feeding off of each like balancing off of each other helping one another. Mm -hmm. If you're attached to someone, God forbid you break apart, then you feel lost. And that's what I was feeling at the time. I was attached, not connected. How long does it take you to become to get to that state in that relationship? Like it, 
did it take weeks, months? I mean, what is it? In, my, in that personal life? Yeah. How long does it take to get to the point where at first you're like, ah, this guy's okay. I'm not that into it. To the point where you're like, holy shit, like, I'm so attached to this person. Yeah, I think it, it depends uh, on each person and, and where they're at in their life. Uh, for me, it was relatively quickly with this person, but it was a fast relationship, if you even want to call it that. I don't even know. Looking I'm back, really what, what, what sure was I'm really not sure what it? that was. Right. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just, I, it depends on the person, depends that was, on that where was you're what at. You, that was what you call growing. That, that was, was growth. growth. That was growth. Yeah, so once that happened, I really dove deep into my yoga practice, and mm -hmm. I took everything that I learned from mom, everything that I learned from teachers, from classes that I have taken throughout the years. Uh, and it just so happened that while I was going through this, the Cleveland Clinic opened up a school of yoga, and they were doing yoga teacher training, and uh, I figured, you know, why not enroll and become a yoga teacher? Whether it was for me to one day teach or just to deepen my knowledge of yoga, uh, I thought it was a great idea. So I went for my 200-hour yoga teacher training through the Cleveland Clinic. This was how long after the breakup? This was, um, I think, nine months after it. Yeah, okay. So going on like almost a ten, year? Yeah, almost a year. Yeah. And, and you're still feeling funky? Yeah, it was funky. It takes funky. a long time. Yeah, right? yeah. But yeah, it was something new. I've never experienced right. anything like that before. So... Uh, yeah, it took a minute, and but in going into my 200-hour teacher training, that helped immensely. It was unbelievable. It was mind-opening. Uh, I went through emotions with people I was just meeting for the first time in my class uh, that I've never experienced before. Right. And I felt a huge connection to every single person in that class who was there for their own reasons. But we were all there for one goal, which was to just broaden our knowledge of yoga, you know, help people with their own practice one day, and to just ultimately all heal. Yeah. Yep. So the yoga for you was the first true step of kind of re rediscovering yourself. I mean, you were going through all these different things for nine months. Mm -hmm. Was that, would you say, like the first big step of, okay, this, I need to put something into, like, like how do you get out of a rut? Like doing the same yeah. thing over and over again. We all do it. It's almost like you, you, we, we think that it's th something's going to change. People that, that stay in the same position in life and they just think that doing the same, they're unhappy about something and they just continue to do the same thing every day. Yeah. And they're like, it's going to eventually change. It's like, dude, you've been doing this for two years, a year, yeah, five it, years. Nothing's changing because you haven't done anything yeah. to, to, to change the energies that, that the universe is putting out. Exactly. Around I mean, you can't just expect to, if you want to go to the store, you can't expect to get there by just sitting at home. You have to go get in your car, go outside, walk to the store, drive to the store, whatever it is. It's not going to come to you. So if you're going to... Uh, stay stuck in whatever you're doing or the routine that you've been doing and nothing has been coming out of that routine something's going to have to give or change so uh, yeah for me getting into yoga uh, deepening my practice talking with you Ryan, mom, dad my friends uh, really just getting out there learning more about myself spending a lot of time alone mm -hmm. uh, which I most people hate that yeah right? people are afraid to be with themselves like I know way too many people who have told me that they they just can't sit and be they can't just be alone in a room or in their apartment or in their house by themselves they have to constantly be doing or going or, or talking with someone mm -hmm. and silence is uncomfortable for people yeah it, it is and it's un it was uncomfortable for me at times sure, sure even though I find myself to really enjoy my own company, and I've always loved my own company, even as a little child. It was still very uncomfortable for me uh, for a little while. I, I can relate. I mean, I'll just going through the divorce, yeah. as you, you know, the the winter months, especially. I come home. It's five o'clock. It's pitch Dark. black. Yeah. Like, what happened to my life? Like, what really? Yeah. What, what just happened? You know, what happened here? It's like uh, you, you kind of think you mentally prepare for certain things, but living something is so much different than 
talking about living something, mm-hmm. like actually living it, putting the action into place, yeah. is such a different experience. Yeah, it is. And uh, being alone and, and being in silence when you're in a tough spot or in a emotionally charged environment, that, that's some of the worst shit there is. Oh, it's it really terrible. Is. But if you don't do it, you will never, I, in my opinion, you will never heal. You yeah, will never fully heal. To no, where you it's impossible. How can you heal? Yeah. If you're, if you don't stop, take some time out and learn who you are. Right. So that you can better yourself. Right. And better your relationships. How are you ever going to, you know, change for the better or grow or heal? I totally agree. So what, what is yoga, what has yoga done for you? It has truly, I don't want to keep using this word over and over again, but it's truly healed. It's healed myself from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Yes, it can be a physically demanding practice depending on the type of yoga you are practicing. Uh, So you can use it as a form of exercise. But the true essence of yoga is really all up here and in here. And if you can begin to understand or master the emotional aspects that yoga brings to you, then you're on the right path. So yoga, you look at as more emotional first? Totally. Oh, 100%. I know that right now, because it's like a hot trend, Mm -hmm. it's all about the asanas, which are the poses, and everything looks so beautiful, or it looks really tough. It's like, wow, how can I do that? How do they do that? Um... But it really is mainly all about the your mental stability. How else are you going to, if you're so into the poses, how else can you hold these poses without being mentally stable up there to hold that pose? Because, I mean, yoga for me, I do the hot yoga classes, mm-hmm. have been amazing. Yeah. I've never experienced a workout like this. Anyone that, like, when I first, everyone always kind of goes, ah, yoga, they think it's like stretching. And you go do a hot flow yoga class for 60 to 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's a life-changing activity if you can do it routinely. And, and so for me, it's always felt physical because of how. Well, because you started off in hot classes. Started off just strictly for a workout. But also, there's a clear byproduct for me on the mental and emotional stuff. On the day I do yoga, I can come home. I have not a worry in the world. Yeah, literally not one. I I'm too exhausted. I'm too too uh, relaxed. Yeah, that, yeah. All the craps out of my system. I'm too relaxed even to stress out about anything. Yeah. So when you're in shavasana, the last pose of your class, when they're having you lay down mm-hmm. for however long the teacher allows you to lay down there for, have you ever cried during that? I have not. Okay. So I I probably haven't fully. I mean, truly connected deeply yet with yeah, it. Yeah, because you're still into like the physical aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, when, when you let me know when you're what in does the that class, mean? What is that? What, what it's does that mean? Just a release. It's just a, and it just happens. I, I, I've, it will just, happen. just, just. I mean, in all honesty, there's been plenty of times over the years where I'm doing a workout and I will cry. Like if I'm running. Yeah. So that, um, that's the same exact thing. It's it's a uh, it's a the craziest feeling, and I I feel it happens to me on at like night when I work out late at night mm-hmm. after a long week. Yeah. Especially like on a Sunday night, I I, I haven't done, cried in a while, but there's been times where I've been running and something's hit me, and I I, I clearly have been yeah. emotional. Yeah, I mean, I when I was teaching my classes on Saturdays at the gym that I work out at, uh, I would always tell my students. It's okay if you end up crying. You know, don't be embarrassed. Don't hold it back. Do not, don't suppress these don't tears. Don't suppress it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no one's even going to know that you're crying, first of all. Everyone's on their back, eyes closed. Right. Right. <laughs> no one's going to know. Everyone's crying and they're going, yeah. I hope nobody knows yeah, I'm crying. Exactly. Everyone, everyone in the class is thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> That's a good point because I also tell <laughs> students, don't worry, stay on your own mat. Don't worry about what people, what the student next to you, in front of you, or behind you, what they're doing. Because I promise you, they're not paying attention to you. They're exactly. worried about themselves. Right. So don't worry Everyone's if you fall out. Everyone's always looking around going, I wonder if they're... That's it, how I feel in class, too. I'm looking around. I'm going, I, do, no do I look like a fool? No, don't think that. Because right. everyone's worried about themselves. And if you, like I tell everyone, don't, if you fall out of a pose or you, your body's just not allowing for that pose today... 
for whatever the reason is. Maybe you have some emotions stuck in your hips, so your hips are a little tight. Uh, it's okay is not that, to Is do that it. right? Oh, yeah. So elaborate on that a little bit. You could have emotions that kind of Stick impact body different... Parts. Really? Um, a lot of times in the hips, we hold a lot of emotions. A lot of like women, a lot of times, hold emotions in their hips. But men, too. I mean, everyone across the board. Right. A lot of emotions are in our shoulders and our necks and in our hips. So sometimes you'll feel tight. And you won't know why because, I mean, it wasn't like you were just working out. Maybe you haven't worked out in a while. Or you're well stretched and you think you should be able to get in a certain pose. Uh -huh. But for whatever the reason is, your body is just not I know. Some days it's weird because mm -hmm. some days I'll be in there and I can do down dog. And, and, and my your shoulders are fine. My shoulders feel like a million bucks. My yeah. feet are flat, like uh -huh. fully flat. Yeah. And then there's some days where I could get my, 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 my heel won't go down uh -huh. in the back. And my shoulders are already like burning. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is this? A lot of times that's emotion just being stagnant inside of your muscles. Wow. Yeah. I, never, I just figured it was just slept wrong or just... That could be it, yeah. of course. But we do carry emotions in our body. So, I mean, our body is a huge source of energy. So. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So the yoga, first and foremost, is emotional. And oh, mental. Yeah. It's all emotional and mental. The in your the physical for you or for like the it's true like practice. Yeah. That's the byproduct. Is the physical bonus yes. that you get from it. Yep. You're gonna you're gonna keep your weight off. I mean, you do a hot yoga class for sure. You're gonna be you're gonna be burning it's probably a, sweat a thousand. That you've never it's a different before. kind of sweat. Yeah. It's like it's, from the inside. It, it's it goes into your, your. It's like your pores are, are yeah. pouring out. Like something. It feels different. It is. It's it not does. a sweat that you get from running. Or, or Any, everybody weights. should do it. Everybody should do it. I'm a f firm believer. Even if you don't do it all the time, you should do it like once a week if you can, or once every couple weeks. But I'm also, I'm also, you haven't taken a slow class like a. I haven't I'm, done like a surrender type class. Yeah, I'm a big that. advocate for those types of classes cause because that really gets into your muscles. It really gets into your emotions. I can't. I hate that chair pose. Same. God that's why I damn. It's the worst. That is the Because I run too, and then I'm like oh going to chair pose, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm shaking and shit, and all these, all these girls are just staying there nice and firm. I'm like, God Yeah, damn. but are they doing They're it like, the right way? Well, some of them are. I mean, some of them are just incredible. Some of them. Yeah, people. they, yeah. yeah, a lot of So the So the yoga goes back for you about four or five years ago? My true practice, practice yes. Right. But it goes back your whole whatever, life Whatever, yeah. But, I've, I've had it in my mind since But I was your true seven. practice goes back. About five, four, years ago. five years ago. Four so you got in that. Ago. You did the teacher training. Yes. And then what else? Amazing. What else came from that? Uh, just overall growth um, uh, with myself. Did it help you heal from the? It did. Yes. It, it, it pushed me into my healing process because for the first nine ten months, uh, I was not doing anything. Like you said, I wasn't doing anything different to try to help me out. Uh, so it, it started my healing process. Uh, I also, I went and I spoke to uh, a psychologist years later. It had not much to do with my heartbreak. Just overall, I felt like I just needed to talk to somebody that wasn't family. Sure. Someone who was totally removed, didn't know anything about anyone right. in my life. Um, and I think it's super important, especially, this is so nice, it's May, and right now May is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. All month long. Mm -hmm. So I think it's huge to go and speak to a psychologist. I mean, why not? 100%. Well, talk therapy no matter who it is. Even if even, it's not a psychologist. Yeah. Even this. Even this. This has been therapeutic for me. I mean, I, my life has truly changed since I started this back in oh, yeah. December of 17. So it's been a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I mean, what this podcast has done for me, just to be able to talk to other people and hear other people's stories and share what I'm going through. and. Yeah learn from people and I don't know it's just just talking to people it doesn't even have to be a trained expert it's it doesn't amazing. have to be I mean it's great but if I you think, can find yeah. one I mean if you could find a really good therapist a really good psychologist um, I think it's huge in your overall growth um, you know it's funny because it's look, it's kind of looked down upon or, or it used to really be looked down upon going it to talk to was, a psychologist. Right? Yeah. And, but it's like, if you're physically not feeling well, you go to a doctor, right? Let's say you, you hurt your arm somehow. You go to the doctor to see what's wrong with your arm. Mm -hmm. No one thinks twice. No one looks at you crazy for going to see what's wrong with your arm. 
But when you tell someone, oh, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to go talk to a psychologist. I'm not right up here. So I'm, I'm not emotionally stable. Uh, they look at you as if you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's For, a crazy person. Wait, but why? I don't, I don't know why. That. It's a stigma. It's a stigma that I don't know why. I don't. You're exactly right. Why is it okay when you're physically hurt to go talk to somebody, but when you're mental? And I, I feel like the stigmas definitely subside. I mean, yes. mental health is talked about all the time. I talk about it here all the time. It's mm -hmm. talked about everywhere. Like you said, now there's a month dedicated to it. Uh, not even now. I mean, this month has been dedicated since I think 1949, but. We're paying attention now. To we're more. celebrating it, and we're saying exactly. it's okay. I mean, you, yeah, I think it was like hush. Everybody hush. has mental health issues Everyone. to some extent. Of course, there's a sliding scale. Well, no one's perfect. It's not even close. And yeah. if they act like they are, then they they probably are even more screwed yeah, up than, exactly. than than anybody that you know. I yeah. mean, anyone that portrays the perfect life and is too proud, or I don't need to talk, dude. Mm -hmm. Come on, yeah. who are you fooling? Exactly. You know what are you hiding? Stop being so insecure. Stop being yeah. so proud. Yeah, so, you know, I, I spoke to a great doctor, and he was fantastic. And what I liked, actually, or what I should say is that if you go to a psychologist for the first time and you're not finding that the right psychologist that fits for you, don't stop. Or right. don't even keep going to that person who's not going to help whatsoever. Right. It's like the doctor. Yeah, go, physical get a doctor second, go to a second opinion. Get there Go to go. another doctor. Try out another doctor. You don't have to just go to the person because you went to them first. Right. I was just... There needs to still be a connection with yeah, the doctor. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't want the doctor saying, oh, yes, you were right. Yes, you did everything right. Yes. The, you don't yeah. want a yes man or woman either. And you don't want to lie. You don't no. want to... Or, or, or cover things up. You, don't, you want to be transparent. Yeah. And you, so that they could really help you. And yes, and you don't want a doctor telling you you should be doing this. They should be saying that. no. You're you would. I think the best doctor would be someone who kind of guides you, so that you can come to the answers yourself. Right. I found myself sitting down in the chair, and just we would just start talking. I did all the talking, and he kind of would ask questions. And by his questions, it would like turn a light on in my head. Like, wait a second, ask that again because something just—I just realized something by you asking me this question. And then I would come to, oh, maybe I should have said this, or maybe this is why I'm acting this way, or maybe this is why I'm feeling this way. And we would come to a, you know, a nice little realization together. But his guidance my full realization. It would, it would unlock something that like you hadn't thought of or yeah. a mental block or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Without him saying... Right then and there, you would just... Yeah. It was... He, I had, we had really, really great sessions. Mm -hmm. So you had the yoga, you had the uh, mental time health, time alone, a lot of time alone, mental health, meditation, mm -hmm. uh, you know, talking to someone when I say mental health, talking to... A talk therapy, therapy yeah. a therapist. Yeah. Um, Time alone, any like journalizing, a uh, huge. I I'm, I love writing. I don't do it every day. Um, I think it's important though to get uh, your thoughts out on paper. And some people like to throw it out right away, like they'll write it all down just to get it out of their head, and then throw away the piece of paper, or they'll keep a journal and they'll go back and read it. I don't throw anything of mine away that I write down. So I do have just journals laying around. Really? Yeah, and wow. I've never, this is, I, I don't like that I do this. I've never finished one journal. I'll always, like, just, I have multiple journals, and whichever one I grab, I'll write in it. Oh, okay. So they're kind of, like, so all scatterbrain. over. <laughs> She's got something from, like, 2013, yeah. jumps to 2018, back to 2015. Then you have to like, go get the other books to keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep up with her. She was just 25, <laughs> now she's 30. I yeah. <laughs> What happened in the five Whatever year book is like looking good to me at the moment, whichever journal looks nice to my eyes, that's the one I'm gonna grab. <laughs> How are the thirties treating you? Being a woman yeah. being a woman turning thirty, right? Like mm -hmm. what, what what was your feeling? You were were you single turning thirty? I was single turning thirty. You were single turning yes. thirty. And um, you're gonna be thirty two this year. Thirty one. You're gonna be thirty one this year. Oh that's right, you're right, right. Yeah. That's right. Sorry, guys. Jeez, let's cut it off now. We're done. <laughs> you never give you a, think you would never know. give a woman an extra year. Jeez, I don't care. But it's my brother. He should know. That's this right. Thing. I should. Um, 
So you're th turning 31. Yes. Last summer, you were 30. You mm -hmm. were still single, obviously in a relationship now. Yes. What was the feeling? What's your take on women, especially turning 30 and being single? Is there a stigma? There, technically there is, but there really shouldn't be. Um, I remember my, the night, my birthday is July 11th, so the night of July 10th, I was at home alone in my apartment, and I just felt like I needed to do a little, I had to move my body, so I got, I rolled my mat out, I did about a 30 minute flow, just whatever came to my body, mm -hmm. whatever I wanted to do, whatever felt right, uh, I recorded it because I knew I was going to want to watch it, and I became super emotional doing this final flow of my 20s. But when I was finished and I got a little cry out, it felt like I was really excited to go to bed and wake up as a 30-year-old. Um, the last person I talked to was mom. She called me at 12 <laughs> to wish me a happy birthday. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was just, I was in a great headspace. I was in, I was, I was in a, the, I was in an awesome spot. Really? And, yeah. And you were probably, were you a little anxious about it, like a day or the week prior? I wasn't really anxious. Okay. So, I mean, you know this, but whoever's watching doesn't know this. I had reached back out to my now boyfriend um, about a week and a half or two weeks before my 30th birthday. Oh, okay, okay. And... Um, just so you knew that there was something there potentially. Something and, yeah. might have been brewing. Right. Um, we had tried dating in the past, but it was my, it was always me saying that we had to stop because I just, I was not ready to be in a relationship. Timing. Again. Timing in life is everything. It, right? it really is. Yeah. So I, I went to bed on July 10th knowing that there was possibly you know, a future relationship, right. but I, you know, I still was happy with where I was regardless of What that. about women that don't have that though, that are turning 30 now? Yeah. Uh, single. Is there Don't sweat it. I mean, I love my thirties so far. I mean, I'm only turning 31, but the year of 30 has been beautiful. I, I feel it's weird that just one number can make me feel so much more mature. Right. It's true. <laughs> but getting out point. of my twenties and leaving all of that in the past, everything that I went through from age 20 to 29, leaving it behind, it, it felt really good. And it feels really good being in my thirties. And um, I think it's different now. Again, you talked about the stigma with the mental health years ago, definitely 20, yeah, well, 30 years ago, people wouldn't want to talk about it. And now in 20, 30 years ago, people were getting married at 21, yeah, 24. Different. We're and, living and longer we're living for different the most part. Now. Women, women and men too. Uh, being single at 30 is like it's nothing. so normal now. It's the same as being now. single at 20. It almost is now. It is. It's the same thing. It really it's is. almost like when someone's in a relationship at 20, now you're going, what's wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, you're so young. Yeah, you're looking what at are you you're doing? Looking at like a dude. Are you, yeah. You're going really, to really regret that. Yes, it, that's what it is it's now. It's truly changed. It's almost like it's 30s become like the new early 20s. I agree. Yeah, you brought up a good point because when you do see someone in a, a serious relationship in their early 20s, you do think, wait a you second. You go, that poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like, like, I see these people posting shit and pictures and my love of my life and all this stuff, and they're 21. I'm going, dude, I'm yeah. going, honey, uh -huh. the love of your life, you don't know the love of your life yeah. yet. Look, most if it's worked for you, it, I mean, could I have friends, it could happen. It could happen. Yeah, I have friends who are married to this day who've been together since they were early 20s. Right. That was back in the day, too, though. That was True. nine years ago. But um, things change now. In 10 years, yeah. 20-year-olds now, I think if you take some time and don't rush, don't worry about being in a relationship, it's fine to stay single or to date around, uh, you know, healthy dates. Yeah. Just don't... Don't put pressure no, on it. exactly. That's the thing. You know, I've done it, though. I've put pressure on myself before. Don't you feel like we're always in such a rush with everything in life? I, More so, so funny now than I feel that. like ever. Someone, uh, a friend of mine... Wyatt, I just saw him, he posted something on Instagram today, or maybe it was Twitter, about um, he's just going to go with the flow 
because someone sent him a text saying, get there early, there's going to be a huge line, whatever it was, I don't know yeah. what it was. But the person said to him, get, get there really early, there's going to be a huge line, you're going to have to wait, you might not get in. Mm -hmm. And his response was, I'm okay with waiting, I I'm in no rush. And he said, why are we all in such a rush? Mm -hmm. And I was reading that, like, we are always all in, in such a rush. Wyatt, you're a smart man. It's why so true. We, yeah. Why are we in such a rush every single day? It's like the time's not time's the same time every day. That's it. You have the same twenty four hours every single day. That's never going to change. Yeah. But we're so we stress ourselves out. Such in a hurry to, oh, I, I need to hear back from this person, or I need to get there on time, or mm -hmm. where are they at? They're five minutes late. They're just stupid things. They yeah. mean nothing. They mean and nothing. a lot of time, it's a lot of hurry up and then you wait. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's like you do. You hurry, 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 and then. You get there and you're like, wait a second, yeah. what did I get here for? Yeah, Why I could have been doing early? all these other yeah, things. Yeah, I could have been, been on Instagram at least scrolling no, around. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, so obviously your 30s so far. And they're great. It's been and a great so first year. Yeah. Single women, yeah. single men, whatever, single people. Right. Don't. Well, you're talking to me now too, don't Yes, so. my single yeah. Yeah, older right. brother. <laughs> <laughs> there is no rush. And I was really feeling not. a rush for myself. For a while but there's no rush no and you know and you know women now are freezing their eggs at yeah. a certain age i mean the technologies that we've that hey, we've one of my best see. friends wants to do it she She's should a why doctor. not don't be too why, you why wouldn't you yeah you know if you can do it and uh and then and not and just be able to say okay i put that to rest yeah. i don't have anxiety now when i go to sleep at night like when am i going to have kids yeah, one day because you, you, you know you're going to you're, you're going to be okay yeah. now right yeah it's amazing that the technologies, for the most part, allow, are, you, to, allow you to have improved yeah. human beings' lifestyle. It's true. So the yoga, the all the health and wellness stuff. Um, I see you now back doing Rena Ashley Wellness. Wellness. So what is that? At exactly? Rena Ashley Wellness. At Rena Ashley Wellness on Instagram. So this yeah. is uh, this is kind of interesting. When I, I never gave myself a time limit or a time frame of when I'd be back. On Instagram or Facebook I just told myself when it felt right I'll just log back in because that's all you have to do to reactivate the accounts so the other night it's you know I, I was starting to get the itch mm -hmm. and it felt right so I went and I downloaded my app again and I started to log in and it's it, into Rena Ashley which was my account for the past eight years and I, I it says no user found I'm like, okay, going, oh, maybe I'm shit. typing in the wrong password. I wasn't getting nervous, but I was like, okay, this is this is weird. Mm -hmm. So I try another password, same error comes up, and I say, forgot password. Type in my email address for them to send me my the link to get a new password, and it says no email record. Whatever it's saying, it's saying no user found every single time. So I'm Googling, you know, why can't I reactivate? Where's my account? And I found a lot of people coming up on Google saying that when they deactivated their Instagram, same thing happened to them. Their whole account was deleted, completely wow. wiped, and they couldn't get it back. Um, but So I'm like, okay, this kind of sucks because I spent so many years trying to, like, build a following. Right. And... Um, which like means nothing. <laughs> it really means nothing. You're right. So, but then someone uh, on Google said, you know, try saying that your account was hacked and send this email into the support email and, and see what they say. So I did that. I, I said, my, I think my account's been hacked. Here's my email. This is my name. And I just had to wait for a response. But in the meantime, I just said to myself, you know, I'm going to start a new, I'm mm -hmm. just going to start fresh. Right. Start from Screw zero. Yeah. Zero, zero, zero across the board. Yep. So obviously I couldn't use my original name that I've had. So I did Rena Ashley Wellness for my new account. And it was feeling really good. It was feeling really fresh and just calming. It was a very calm sensation that I was getting from this new account. Um, and then so I, I posted my first two posts the next day and I was enjoying not getting a lot of likes. I was actually, in, really? I would still hashtag my photos so mm -hmm. that it would get there, but I didn't have, I, I only have like 200 followers right now, I, which are my friends and family. So I wasn't getting the likes, but it was feeling good. It felt getting. authentic. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't like, 
yeah, it just it felt, felt like these are the, the people that you care about are going to be interested. And yeah, and if they, if see they don't, it, then whatever. Yeah, exactly. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I wasn't trying to hit a certain number. Right. And uh, so that was feeling good. And then later on that day, after I had made my first two posts, I checked one of my the email that I provided to the yeah. Instagram support, yeah. and they said we were able to you know get your account back if you want it it's already yet we brought it back up for you you know just log in and when i saw that email i'm thinking to myself well this doesn't it's not sitting right going back to my old account anymore i have this new one it's only a day old i'm liking how it feels i have no stress no pressure on it it's just it's calming it's relaxing so I logged into my old one, and I just started to archive all the photos. So you have them forever. So I have least. the photos, yeah. but they're deleted from the page. From the page, yeah. So it looks like I. It looks like a blank page. You could just see who, like, who I'm following and who follows me on that. And then, I mean, I'm not using it anymore. So I just need to make sure all my photos that I want are. So at least you so have it, so you can. Well, you no, can I'm going to delete photos. it. That's right. the best thing. I. I archive them so that right. they're there but now i just need to figure out a way to get all of them onto a computer just because like those are my personal email photos. Them or whatever yeah. yeah 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 and once i do that then yeah. that's, that's just getting idea. completely deleted idea. and yeah i it just didn't seem right going back to my old account even though my new account was only a day old at the time it just no, it makes sense it kind of makes sense with your whole story your whole path like you said even all the way, all that stuff was most in your twenties. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that while your twenties were 20s. critical, you're not. It doesn't. You're not trying to erase your the memories of your twenties because they were so critical to who you are at this point in your life, mm -hmm. shaping you, journey. This is the path that you've gone down. You wouldn't be where you are without those challenges, yeah, without exactly. the ups and downs, and uh, all the introspection. But but uh, it's a fresh start now. Yeah. It's like starting anew. Like it's a rebirth. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, we all go through it. No one's meant to stay where they're at for the rest of their lives. We're all growing. No doubt. And, uh, you know, ups and downs, ups and downs. It's never just a straight line. And, uh, yeah, it, I thought, I, I found that to be interesting when I got that email. And they're like, you could go back on. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I, I don't What's really your biggest like piece it. of advice before we finish it off? For anyone listening who's maybe in their similar situation, mid twenties, late twenties, maybe even mid thirties, mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have to be just twenties. Obviously, thirties, forties, someone that's in a in a rut, that's in a tough spot, that's not where they want to be yet. Maybe in a relationship, for example. What's what's your best advice to somebody? Uh, my best advice, maybe not necessarily the best, but I think what the most important advice would be is really find out who you are as a person and I know that kind of sounds weird if you're not used to doing introspection but truly taking time just for yourself away from everybody and that could just be at your in your home time alone figuring out your likes your dislikes what you're looking for what you don't want in your life, what you do want in your life, you know, just how you yourself can make you yourself happy. And everything that I just said throughout however long we've been talking, talk to someone, write stuff down, mm -hmm. seek professional help if you feel the need to, get involved. Uh, I mean, I have. I think getting involved, getting doing something physical with your body is a great release. Mm -hmm. uh, but any way of getting involved that's going to bring you some type of like just meaning and purpose, I think that's really important to do if you feel like you're in a rut or you feel like you're stuck. Learning yourself, it's going to be very hard and it, it's, it's going to be scary and it's going to be super uncomfortable. And you're not going to like how it feels at first. That's you're why a lot of people weird. don't do it. That's why a lot of people won't do it, Oh, right? my gosh. Yeah. It feels terrible right here, right in your stomach. You, you just, it, you want to, like, crawl out of your skin half the time while you're just spending this time alone. But it's really important because how can you, you know, if, if you're single and you want to find somebody or if you're in a relationship and you want it to be more fulfilling, how can right. it be that? How can a relationship be more fulfilling or how can you find someone for yourself 
if you don't even know what you are, who, what you bring to the table. That's a beautiful point. You know? That is perfectly said. And like we've talked about earlier, you cannot expect to be in a healthy relationship by being attached to someone that's not going to happen. I was just going to say that to you. It needs to be a connection. And another important thing, I think a lot of us in our minds, I know it was in my mind, You, we think that when you meet someone, it has to be this automatic connection or else, like nope, the, that's like, it. Like fireworks? Yeah. Central? We, yeah, yeah, like fairy tale right away. Yeah. That's... That happens to maybe one person or one That's couple out like of a the, billion. You see it in the movies. Yeah. Or you, again, you see it on somebody's social media. They put out this yes. fairy oh, tale fantasy. That first sight. And you know, it does happen to some people, but connections form. Correct. Not everyone is fortunate enough to just like automatically, oh, we had this amazing connection and that the rest is history. Right. You know, you're bringing two people together, you're going to have your differences. No and, and it takes love, time. Yeah. It definitely takes time love to grows, mature and evolve. Connections grow. Exactly. But and just to finish off, what, what piggyback what you're saying too is is the, the the attachment thing is like, don't rely on somebody else to be your source of happiness, your energy source. That's it. Like that is so true. With See life. how dangerous that is. It is. The, it's the scariest thing that yeah. you can do to yourself. Exactly. If that ever happened to one of my daughters, I would be devastated. Yeah. That'd be terrible. It'd be terrible. I mean, you don't want your daughters to ever listen. I'm not saying don't fall in love and don't, you know, don't be a, a, a emotionally a, a connected, but to be reliant, to be fully 100% reliant on somebody else's life, yeah. somebody else's decision making, somebody else's everything about that person. To bring if that, your own happiness. To bring you your own happiness every single day, it, it could lead to such bad things, yeah. which you experienced firsthand. Yeah. You yeah. experienced it, you lived it. Yeah, you yeah. have to be able to make yourself happy. Absolutely. It's the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, so, Rena Ashley Wellness on Instagram. Yes. R-E-N-A-A-S-H-L-E-Y. We'll tag you. I don't want you to get too many followers after this. I really don't even want I'm about to go private. That's hilarious. Hey, any final thoughts before we finish off? I think this was great. I really appreciate you shedding light into your journey. Being open, candid. Kind of just saying the transparency that people love that. Is there anything that that you want to finish with? Uh, no, thank you for having me on. Of course, it's about time. Yeah, I know. See, I've been trying to get her, me. you guys. See, <laughs> got to talk to her agent. No. <laughs> gotta, it takes her forever to get in here. Uh, no, this, seeing what you're doing, Nate, it's awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, I get to see him. Eight hours a day, five days a week at the office. <laughs> you don't even get to see the other side of me over here. Like, this is different. This is different. Yeah. yeah. So, Appreciate it. No, this is awesome. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Bye.